Welcome to the Fancy Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Kirk, and I'm with Greg, and let's get it started. Oh, Kirk, what is going on, man? Uh, the, the house is smoking. There's been so much work going on. Yeah, yeah, we've just, uh, we we took a week off last week just because we had so much, uh, so much uh, research to do just to, to prep all the guys in this league to, to have successful fantasy years. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of draft day, just how realistic. Like the movie? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, I feel like we were just on that on draft day and, and making trades like this and that and talking about how they made big runs in college and it was great so yeah so that's actually going to be a big part of the show this is actually the the preview show for be more <laughs> no we're going to do a, a separate movie review of draft okay. day <laughs> maybe for a future episode maybe we'll just play the audio of the movie for two hours that'd be great yeah um other than that, we are going to preview uh, B-Morse team, Orchids of Asia. But before we get into any of that, we have a lot of league news to discuss, mainly in the way trades. So, you ready to get started talking about that? Uh, are we going to have enough time? Probably not. Um, I want to start with, though, you know, the, the great thing about the sleeper app is, is you got the running message board. And when I say great, I mean, it's great for me because I find it entertaining. I know some have already um, found it to be very annoying. And for those ones who have found it annoying, I just want to let you know, you can go into your settings and turn off the notifications um, when Adam goes rapid fire and starts uh, trying to smack talk. But um, yeah, but the, but the great thing about the message board is you get certain classics from Adam like 13 days ago when he said, hey, here's a new league rule. Do not trade with Greg and Kirk. <laughs> so <clears throat> after Adam said that, which was after our last show, Kirk, you and I have actually made uh, four successful trades with five different teams. So we have traded with over half the league since Adam put out that rule. Yeah. Um, and since he, you know, he tried to band and collude with the rest of the league and we've overcome that. So um, I want to well, talk about. I feel, like, I feel like they followed the rule number one. Don't listen to Adam Wassel. Right. Yeah. I, I, it didn't like half the league has not met him. And, and I think they've. Right. So that that's not a way you want to go. So. If you remember the the last show we we had Alex on Nickelback fan, and um, we were trying to work a trade there. Um, he was the first person we traded with, and uh, trying to work a trade on the show. It didn't work out, but it was still kind of similar um, to what we discussed on the show. So we ended up giving up D.D. Westbrook, Marlon Mack, and D.K. Metcalf, and we got in return David Johnson and Nikhil Harry. So, Kirk, do you want to kind of talk about that trade a bit and how both teams really benefited from that? Yeah, um, I was pretty big on, on Marlon Mack. If you look at his, his last year when he was playing, his stats, he, he had multiple 100-yard games. He, he was a focal point of the running game. Um, and, and he was somebody that if you compared him straight up to David Johnson last year, you might actually say he, he's in a better position to be better. His, his one knock is he doesn't catch – 
a lot of passes. Um, right. But otherwise, he is a solid running back. And giving him up was kind of a risk to where yeah. puts us in a position to where if David Johnson does not return to form, we look like the fools. Right. Right. Yeah. Marlon, Mack, yeah, Frank Reich has already come out and said Marlon Mack is our guy. Yeah. The Colts are a great offense. The Cardinals were the worst offense in football last year. So we are taking that risk there. Right. But, you know, the upside for Johnson's a little bit more. Right. Uh, we also gave up DK Metcalf, who was the combine darling yeah. this year. Um, could be the next Josh Gordon, you know, some people say. So in a good really way. in a good way. Yeah. Yes. One who doesn't have the character issues and, um, dependency issues but you know alex really said he wanted depth at wide receiver position we gave him two starting receivers and you know that was just a trade where i think both teams really really made out there yeah not to mention dd westbrook looks a lot different in the eyes of uh uh, nick Foles versus uh blake portals even though he was productive with portals you, you have to say his value goes goes up and and really the the question mark with Nikhil harry is yeah. Is he good enough? Probably. But, you know, how's he going to fit in that offense? And, you know, is, is he is he going to be um, at least a starter eligible for our fantasy team, which he yeah. may or may not. So hopefully we got right. the better of the trade, but it, it may work out that we we, we took some risks. Yeah. Yep. We definitely took he, his, t- his t- uh, definitely looks looks a lot more fuller. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He definitely made out. So. All right, moving on to our next trade, and it was actually with uh, B. Moore, or Orchids of Asia, who we're going to talk about today. And this was a simple one. Um, we may have uh, bought into the news of Todd Gurley um, and the injury concerns, um, which he has pretty much squashed since we've made this trade. But, you know, we were desperate looking for an insurance policy. We actually gave up next year's first-round pick for – um, for Daryl Henderson, which is we view as a handcuff, but he may also have some standalone value as kind of a change of pace back there in, in Los Angeles. So, you know, very simple trade, um, you know, that, that came together. We were trying to, to send a lower pick to, to Orchids of Asia, but he just wouldn't budge on that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I think the, uh, the backfield of, of the Rams is, is a good one to have. I mean, some, some, some fantasy uh, experts will say if, you know, if you can grab the whole backfield in today's, in today's fantasy, it's, it's okay. That's a good one to have. They, they seem to be very right. productive. So hopefully that works out for us, but uh, yeah, I think we yeah. overpaid. Yeah, we, we, we probably did, but you know what, knowing as much as we trade, we'll probably get a first round pick back for next year. So I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, this is, this is kind of a funny one to talk about. So we all know, uh, uh, Dano Mm -hmm. who did not log into the draft. He actually had compute computer Dano draft for him and computer Dano did a terrific job. Yeah. Second best Um, in the league by far. Yeah. Second best day as he's number two in the power rankings. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, so this trade, we, we proposed uh, you proposed a trade and I quickly sent a, a text to, to Dano. And I think within 30 seconds, the trade was accepted. I didn't get a response from Dano. Nobody's heard from him. I didn't even know if he knew his login, but he immediately accepted. Haven't heard from him since I'm convinced it's probably still computer Dano. Right. Making the move. Yeah. He's taken over his phone as well. And just said, you know, let me, let yeah. me do that. 
I know what I'm doing. Right. This, this is good. And that trade was, yeah. Yeah. That trade was, we sent Sterling Shepard, who is filling that, the Odell Beckham role mm. now in, in, in New York. And also Adrian Peterson, who came out and said he's shooting for 2,000 yards, which, I mean. The last hey, time he, he about- said that. He- hey, Kurt. Oh, hey. Hey, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there, but we're back, uh, and we'll just roll right into talking about our trade with uh, Computer Dano. Beautiful. So, again, we gave up Adrian Peterson, who's going to be a 2,000-yard rusher this year, Sterling Shepard, who overtook the Odell Beckham role uh, for the New York Giants. Yes, and we got Matthew Stafford, who would be our fourth quarterback. Remember, uh, Computer Dano picks five, so – he unloaded one, and then we also got Chris Godwin, who there's a lot of hype around him this year, especially in that Bruce Arians offense. Again, we think uh, we think we got a really good receiver out of that, uh, and with Computer Dano having Darius Geis, uh, you know he had three uh, cleanup surgeries after his torn ACL last year, so Peterson is kind of a handcuff there, and whoever starts for the Redskins is going to do great. So he he yeah. definitely. Um, got a lot out of that trade. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I think he's going to be. He's if he's smart, he's got to be making trades anyways because it's going to be hard for him to just dump players and try to pick up off the free agent wire. So I think he's going to have to make some concessions to um, on his own just to try to build his team for the future because the computer um, was looking for this year and may not have looked for down the road. Yeah, much. Nope. Perfect. Uh, and then finally, the last trade to talk about, which just happened yesterday, was uh, the first that I've seen since uh, running leagues on the sleeper app. And that was a three way trade. And this was a lot of fun um, just to see if everybody can keep up with this. I'll, I'll go through it um, a little bit slower. But uh, this was between and, and Hustletown who is uh, Teo, and then uh, Purple PP Eaters, uh, who is Miguel. Um, okay, so Purple PP Eater ended up giving up Latavius Murray and his next year's first-round pick, and he got Sony Michelle. Um, he wanted a stud running back, so he, he got his workhorse. I thought that worked out for him. Yeah, he, he did great. Uh, Teo... Um, gave up Sony Michelle and Stefan Diggs, but he got a boatload in return. He got Latavius Murray, Sammy Watkins, uh, our uh, third round pick next year, and PP Eaters first round pick. And then finally, um, we gave up Sammy Watkins in our third round pick, and we got Stefan Diggs in return. We feel like we had a slight upgrade at receiver yeah. Hustletown, obviously he, he, he um, has his saints backfield shored up. Um, got a great receiver in Sammy Watkins and some future future picks. And then, like I said, PP eater uh, has his workhorse running back, which he kind of had a little bit of a misstep in the draft um, drafting Tariq Cohen as his second running back. So uh, feel like everybody made out uh, like a gem there. And that's kind of the theme I think that we see Kirk is that, each one of our trades was mutually beneficial, not only for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's the reason we trade is we want to make our team better. But right. we also made the other teams better as well. Right. Well, I mean, we, we drafted 
and we had capital to be able to, you know, modify our team uh, right. to the way we felt good. But it was it wasn't like we were dumping players that weren't going to produce or aren't right. expected to produce. Right. So again, there's four teams. Um, that's Brandon or B. Mitch Edwards, Wassel and and Nuke and Sturkey who haven't traded with us since Wassel made his league rule. But the thing is, you know, they're standing still. These other teams are getting better as they're trading. These guys are not moving forward. And, you know, as long and one of the things, if I could give a tip to those guys, you know, one of the things is, you know, it's all about mutual respect. So we come to these trades from a place of respect. Right. Um, we don't throw out trolling offers like we um, like we received from one of the teams, and we don't have to mention his name. Right. But or Ryan knows name. what he did. Or, or uh, her name. Yeah. Yeah. Her name. Yeah. His or her name. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I know um, even PP Eater received a very disrespectful trade offer from one of these four teams, and that's just going to get it done. If you disrespect your fellow owners, uh, don't expect them to, you know, to show you any respect on, on, on the back end. Well, so, and, I mean, this is this is a league that is almost in, in direct response to one of the owners previous complaints in some of the other leagues to where um, trade requests are sent and not noticed and then never mentioned and not either accepted or rejected or countered. And he yeah. is one of the teams that has yet to be traded with. And I'm, right. I'm right. wondering why he's not getting into this, into the, into the part. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if he's fighting with his co-owner. Again, we're not going to mention any names. Or her name. But, or her name. But, so, thank you. Uh, but that's a real possibility. Maybe there's some infighting there. Maybe they can't come to terms with themselves on who they want to trade or, or what they're looking for. So just something to keep an eye on, um, you know, but what, man, what a flurry of trades this last week. It was, it was very fun, especially in, you know, first and second week of June to, to have this much action. It's, it's, it's quickly putting this league up near, near one of my favorites. Right. Right. And we, we were, we were hemming and hawing about when, when we wanted to to get the draft started and boy, did we make a good decision uh, as yep. a league to draft right. early and it was split almost. Um, I was, was, I was not for this early draft, but boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Well, Hey, let's, um, let's start looking into orchids of Asia. Um, start looking at his team a bit. And uh, before we actually break down his draft and his roster, I want to talk a little bit about uh, B more. So that's Brian. He's my, he's my neighbor uh, here in Texas. Um, He is in, he is in the league with the rest of the Pennsylvania guys. So he, he doesn't know Kirk, you and him met, but he doesn't know the other guys as well. He does know some of the other guys from in the other division from a, a local league that we do. But, um, you know, one thing about uh, Brian is even though we didn't give him a good power ranking for his draft, I didn't like his draft in our other dynasty league last year. And he ended up winning that and winning it pretty handily. Right. Um, he's also shown some some success in, in our local league as well, where he had a, he, I think he was the regular season points champ uh, last year. So he he comes from a, a winning you know pedigree. 
Yeah, his um, his approach is a little different. I would I would like to say so. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, one of the things that you know, just to kind of give a profile uh, about Brian, and, and just so the rest of the teams know what to expect with him, uh, he's a big Patriots fan. He's a he, but he's actually born in Massachusetts, so that's acceptable. Um, you know, if I had to compare him to to one NFL player, uh, it would be Tom Brady. Um, and I have some notes here on some of the similarities between the two. Um, the the main one is Brian is now forty years old. Whoa. And um yeah, so he's definitely the oldest guy in the league. Um and I knew I knew there were some other things that were similar. I can't think of them right now, but other than him just being old. Um and being but, born at, at approximately the, the same time as a, a great tall yes. quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah, maybe maybe during another show I'll try and think of some other similarities. They're just not coming to mind right now. Does he have hair? Okay. He does. Yeah. Okay. No, he's got a be- beautiful head of hair, but Two. he's just very, yeah, he's, he's definitely the only person in this league who is 40 though. Oh, um, so he, he was a teenager before some of the guys were even born. Wow. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, the, Adam, the fact that he, Adam, the fact that he's still hanging around is, is great. Adam, I thought Adam was like in his forties too. He's not. Ah, uh, that, yeah, actually that's a great point. I think Adam's lost count. So we we don't really know. He's Adam's like a rescue puppy or a rescue dog. You know, when when somebody you know when somebody rescues a dog from the kennel, they go, "Oh, how old is he?" And they go, "I don't know. He's somewhere between five and eight. Yeah, that's kind of how Adam is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he ran out of fingers, and uh, so he's yeah. been ten for quite a while. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. Adam Adam can't go. I'm this many anymore. <laughs> so so yeah people ask adam how old are you i don't know i'm somewhere in between 32 and 47 yeah older than (laughs) is what he says yeah (laughs) what what do you want to fight about it yeah wait anyway please turn away (laughs) yeah (laughs) finish him yeah (laughs) all right um so let's take a look at, at Brian's uh, draft here. Um, he had the ninth pick. So, again, this is a 10-team league. So he was picking on either side of us uh, in this draft. So he starts off the draft, and I kind of felt um, he would go this way. He went with Michael Thomas with his first-round pick. And if you remember, in the other dynasty league, he has Kamara and Thomas, which was you know kind of a questionable pairing after the draft last year for having two Saints. But he that obviously worked out for him. So – he went Michael Thomas in the first round. Thought that was a good pick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't go wrong with him. And then second uh, second round, uh, he goes with Joe Mixon, who, you know, we were kind of talking about Mixon um, as a possibility if, you know, Adams or Gurley would have been picked. Um, I, I like Mixon, especially in a dynasty league. I just uh, – that, that just seems like a – that's not a – satisfying pick. I don't know how else to explain it, but I think Mixon is going to be good for a lot of years as long as he doesn't punch any more women in the face. Well, here, yeah, here's here's the, you know, truth be told, it was very possible that we were ex- anticipating a Michael Thomas and a Joe Mixon pick from us depending upon right. who left. We were lucky right. enough that the guys that we actually wanted were not picked and we were able to yeah. uh, 
get who we wanted. But still, it was very possible that even his first three picks, we've even we even talked about George Kittle being a possible pick in the third round. So, so I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of in love with his first three picks uh, because that would have very easily could have been ours. Right. So, so what Kirk's talking about is that with the three nine, he goes with George Kittle, and Kirk, you and I talked about possibly going with running back receiver to start and then Patrick Mahomes and one of the three big tight ends right before turn um, he goes with Kittle so Kittle was the last of the three to get picked so we went with Holmes <coughs> Cooks which I think worked out well for us right um, moving on for Brian's draft though in the fourth round he went with carry on Johnson Kirk I know you're not crazy about that pick I I think I'm a little bit more of a believer in carry on Johnson than yeah, whatever. Yeah, I yeah. But I, I, I just think that backfield, Joe Mixon and Carry On, those, those are two. I think they're both twenty-one or twenty-two years old. Those that could be a great backfield for seven years. Yeah, probably the only quality is that they they each have new coaches to where they I think they're going to buy into the run game um, to some degree, or at least uh, for Mixon run pass, he'll be he'll be a, a dual threat. Carry on's going to be with a an expatriate, you know, guy who wants to run the ball and you utilize the run. So hopefully that's for them. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, carry on was still he was on pace for like forty five, fifty catches last year too. So if he gets a full season, I think he'll be he'll be great. Right. Um, fifth round at the five nine, Brian goes with uh, DJ Moore. Who? Ugh. Yeah, I you know. That's kind of one of those ones where, you know, Cam Newton has produced, you know, Steve Smith as a great receiver one in the past, but that's, that's, we're really going back a lot of years. Other than that, Carolina has not produced a great receiver. Uh, he's a very talented guy, but I think there were some better receivers on the board at that time. You know, Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson types. Um, yeah, and not to mention, uh, uh, Cam's coming off shoulder surgery. He's, you know, who knows what you're going to get out of him from throwing the ball. And, and DJ Moore is not, he's not Steve Smith. So. Right. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. You know, yeah. We know? He, he's won a league. We, we did not. So we have not won a dynasty league yet. Yep. So Andrew Luck is a sixth pick. Uh, in my opinion, Andrew Luck may be the second best dynasty quarterback. So um, him or Deshaun Watson. Um, so he got, I, I thought got some good value there. Um, moving on. Uh, and this is where uh, he, he went with Will Fuller, who is a big boomer bust uh, injury guy. Uh, if Will Fuller can play 16, that's a great pick. If he can't, again, I think there, there may have been some receivers. Well, I guess he, he, he may have had the highest upside for all the receivers that were left, but um he yeah, had look, to go looking after him. Yeah, I would. I would say. I would say Will Fuller looked better. I mean, I guess Christian Kirk. You know, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe better just because of the way the offense is going to go. But still, looking at it, I think Will Fuller to him probably just looked better, and I would agree. At yeah. That point. Yeah. So, um, looking at the next uh, five picks, this is where his team got is really interesting, um, and where I, I don't. You know, when we did the power rankings, the power. So just to clarify, the power rankings are how your team will do right now. Like if if they were to play a game right now, how they would do. And this is why I think Brian's a little bit lower is he's got some youth. 
his eighth and ninth round pick, David Montgomery and Miles Sanders, uh, both rookie running backs, Montgomery for the Bears and Sanders for the Eagles, those could turn out to be steals at that point in the draft. Both of those guys are, you know, basically top five rookie uh, start, uh, rookie draft picks um, mm-hmm. this year for for continuing dynasty leagues. I think he he did a great job. I don't know that that was his team need, but he, like I said, this year, I don't think it's gonna be great. But years forward, he he could have the best running backs in you know for for a decade. Well, and not to mention he was picking before and after us, so mm-hmm. it, it, we we may have messed with his his choices a little bit. Um, then later parts of the draft because I know we were, you know, eyeing up youth and stuff. So I, I think uh, um, I think we may have played into him, you know, not, right. not picking the better player but going with youth. Right. And and let's not forget that he did trade us uh, Daryl Henderson, his 12th-round pick, for another first-round pick. So he has two first-round picks next year. Again, he's, he's going to be building for the long run. Um, just moving on, I'll just go through these guys quickly. Um, just his other quarterbacks, he's got Garoppolo and Josh Rosen. Um, other running backs, uh, Jamal Williams, which he got in the back of the 19th round, which that could be a great pick, especially if Aaron Jones goes down. You know, right. we know that Green Bay will field, field uh, Williams the ball a lot. Um, receiver depth, he also went young again. He got a couple of rookies, Andy Isabella and uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who – has there's been glowing reports uh, about him from Eagles camp. Uh, yeah. Then he, he got Devonte Parker and Robert Foster, John Ross late John Ross, I, I think may not make the team, but Parker and Foster, I think were some really great uh, late round picks. And then finally at tight end, uh, Benjamin Watson, Hayden Hurst. I mean, he'll, I think he'll have to pick somebody else up, but um, you know, the theme of his team is young and, running back heavy. Um, yeah, I think when you're, you know, he's already traded Henderson for a first to us, but I think when you're looking at Montgomery Sanders, I can see him dealing one of those guys for maybe a receiver, you know, later in the year for a team who, who needs some help in that area. Yeah. His, that's, that's what his weakness is. His receivers fall off rapidly. Um, right. And, you know, and if his, if his running backs are strong, he could, he could potentially, start four, which, you know, in any league, if you can, you know, the more running backs you could start, it, it, that's a good thing. Um, right. But yeah, I think, I think he's going to have some struggles with, with wide receiver um, starters throughout the year. But you know what? Week one, he plays Nickelback fan. So he may, he may be rolling uh, right from the start. So you never know. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, uh, again, so so that's kind of our, our recap for Orchids of Asia. Kirk, you have anything else to add for his team? Um, no, I, I, I wish him all the best. He, uh, he has a different approach, like I said, and, and he's won. So we'll have to tune in to see how he does. And if he sucks, well, then we'll say we told him so. We told him so, yeah. yeah. Um, just Just to be clear, so. So Brian had some scheduling conflicts for why he could be on the show um, last week or this week. But in late July, um, he will be part of a Vegas special show. So so we're taking the show on the road. He will be on that. And um, 
So we're really excited about about that that uh, the traveling show. Yeah, well, come out to, come out to the, Vegas to see half us. of the team will be traveling. The other half will still be in his. Yeah, right. Bedroom. Well, you and I can never take vacation at the same time. No, we cannot. No. Someone else, stay, yeah, stay at headquarters. Right. Someone's got to man the ship. Yeah, that's right. So, all right, man. Anything else? No, that's that is it. Get ready to trade hey, some more. Yeah, I was gonna say. Brandon, Ryan, Adam, Nuke, Sturkey. Um, not sure what you guys are waiting for, but uh, the rest of the league has had a lot of fun. You guys need to start trading because you are quickly uh, filtering down to the bottom of the power rankings without making any moves. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for you guys. You've been warned. Yeah. Awesome. All right, man. All right. Hey, well, that's all for the fancy boys. We are signing off. And fading out.